Hey y'all, welcome back to Cutting Grass. I'm Joe Singer and I'm an alcoholic. Today is my 15th month anniversary of being sober. So I've been clean, hadn't had a drink, hadn't wanted a drink for 15 months. I know, right? It's, it's in your reach. And if you're past it, congratulations. Keep doing the damn thing. So um, you're thinking about IOP. You got questions about IOP. Well, you've come to the right place. If you're thinking about IOP, you're on the right track. Because you're at least thinking about it. So let's go a step further and let me tell you how I did it. So I'm on campus and I meet with Mark and he says, Joe, we've uh, recommended that you do IOP. Can we sign you up for it? And of course, you know, like most people, when you give me three letters, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell IOP stands for before I even registered that he asked me a question about signing me up for it. So just like every old, every other old country boy or hell, just anybody, you know, what the hell is IOP? And he proceeds to tell me it's a, an extension of my treatment when I leave campus. So I'm like, hell no, you know, I don't want to go any anymore. At this point, I'm like two weeks into it, maybe. And I'm already, you know, I'm still in the mindset of, I just come here to get sober. You know, and in my mind, I'm thinking all I needed was a good drying out for 28, 30 days. And I can, I can do it on my own after that. Now, this was before they taught me that I had a broke brain and alcohol was a little more, uh, was just the beginnings of my problems, you know. And hopefully y'all have got to that point where you figured that shit out too. So, um, so I turned him down on the IOP and I went back to class and the more I listened, the more I learned. And before I left there, I guess it'd been about another week went by, maybe a little more. He pulled me back into the office again and says, are you sure that you hadn't changed your mind about this IOP? And I said, well, tell me how it works. And he explained to me that it's just um, three to four hours every night for another 30 days. And I'm like, well, what, why do I need that? And he, he just proceeded to explain to me that that's what my people at, on campus, you know, they, they said, that's what I needed. Besides, if you don't go, your insurance company's already paid for it. So you're giving us, a, you know, $1,500 for free. Well, the record scratched, then everything stopped. I was like, I ain't giving nobody nothing for free, you know. So I asked him, just on a whim, you know, why? what if I go for a couple of nights and I don't like it? 
do I still have to pay for it? He goes, the insurance is already, it's already been paid in full, whether you go to one session or none or all. He says, but yes, I recommend you at least give it one or two nights and see what you think. And I said, well, shit, go ahead and sign me up. What can it hurt? You know? So we signed up for it and I went on for another week on campus. I finished 30 days there. Um, I'm on my way home on a Saturday. I get out on a Saturday. Um, my wife's there to pick me up. She's got a broke foot. So my first day off of campus, I spent in the emergency room for another three hours. And, uh, you know, so there, there was no party. There's no celebration. There was no, we're glad you're back. old buddy, old pal. It was, uh, back into the real world and reality. So anyway, uh, as I'm on my way home from the hospital with my wife and her broke foot, my phone rings and it was the IOP instructor. Now, first and foremost, she introduced herself and I'm driving. So, you know, I'm kind of like, all right, I don't know who this is, but I said, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'll be there. And I asked my wife to write this date and time down and she did. So this was a Saturday. We were supposed to, I got to call her on Sunday uh, for an orientation. And then the class starts on Monday night. Well, lo and behold, and I tell you people, this is, this is a godsend. Um, you see, when I left to go to treatment, of course, I had hit rock bottom like the majority of you listening to this did. And um, we were in the process of moving out of our home. They were going to haul it away and bring us a new home. We bought us a modular home. I call it a trailer. My wife, it pisses her off. She says it's a modular home. So they hauling off one trailer while I'm in campus and they bring another in. So when I get out of treatment on that Saturday, I reported to the Marina where my wife had taken up residence on our houseboat. Well, any of you that have ever been to a Marina knows there's more alcohol and drugs than in a hospital. So, I found myself in the middle of a party. I got, oh, by the way, I got released on 4th of July weekend. Yeah. I like that. So I arrived to the middle. My new home was in the middle of a drunk fest party. So, um, I made it through Saturday night and Sunday. I called, uh, my instructor and I was, I was introduced to my first um, out of your comfort zone, buddy. It wasn't that big a deal, but they said the Murfreesboro, Tennessee, IOP is full. We're going to schedule you with the Hermitage group. And I'm like, the hell you are? I live in Murfreesboro. And then I realized, well, now I'm living in Smyrna on a lake, so it don't really matter. But I'm so happy that I got assigned to the Hermitage group. 
I mean, it isn't like I was going to know anybody in the Murfreesboro group anyway. So anyway, you know, it's that kind of shit that, that we as addicts and alcoholics, you know, we're arguing over something that we have no business even thinking about. It's Zoom, so it ain't like I'm driving to Hermitage or driving to Murfreesboro. All I got to do is log on the damn, put some numbers in, and show my face. So, um, when I get in there, you know, I'm kind of, it's my first ever. I've never even FaceTimed at this point. I've never FaceTimed anybody. I've never Zoomed anybody. Um, I hated texting. So, I mean, before texting come about, I hated the telephone. So, anyway, now my big ugly mug is on the screen with about 10 other people. And about two days into this, I'm starting to settle in. And ta-da, out of your comfort zone again, buddy. We're bringing in a group from, I think it was Crossful, Tennessee. They were down to like two or three members so they could bind our group. And I was like, what the hell? I just got these people, learned these people's names. And now y'all throwing us a loop and, and making us meet new people. That, who won't, nobody wants to meet no new people. And man, it turned out it was the best time of my life. So... The way I look at it is I spent 30 days on campus in treatment, inpatient treatment. Then I was introduced to IOP. Thank God for insurance paid for every, every episode of it or every, every class, whatever you want to call it. So on campus got me sober. IOP taught me to stay sober. And I credit them for saving my life. My instructor, I don't know if I can say their name. So I'm going to call my instructor L and the guest or our, our other instructor from the other Crossful group. We'll call her A. Them two women are a powerhouse duo when it comes to IOP and Zoom. So thank you ladies for saving my life. I owe you everything. Um, but I do want to say one thing. If you're thinking about IOP, you're only going to get out of your IOP class what you're willing to put into it. When people say, how do you stay sober? And how do you do this? How do you, I, I put the work in. I want to stay sober. I don't want to relapse. So how bad do you want it? I want it pretty damn bad. So they give me a little homework and I'm on, this is my tip of the day. There's a book called Staying Sober, A Guide to Relapse Prevention. Get that book. Don't get into IOP and start telling lies that when you do your little check-in that you don't have any pause. And if you don't know what pause is, get the Staying Sober book, do your homework. Get a sponsor. If you ain't got a sponsor, get your ass off here. Get on the phone. Love y'all. I'm glad you're here. Till next time.